0: Trade wars and frustrating for a lot of people, including in the farming community, including the farming community here in Washington state. Welcome back to the farming show. Dylan Honkoop here on KGMI News Talk 790. We've talked about this a few different ways before. Uh, One of the things that uh, the trade issues, and there are several of them. One of the things that they've been affecting is dairy, dairy prices, the prices that farmers get from milk. And what's the long-term solution here? Um, our, Our sponsor here on this segment of the Farming Show is Pape Kenworth Northwest on Iowa Street in Bellingham. So thank you to them for supporting these kinds of important conversations. So what's going to happen? Uh, the big thing that, that happened was pulling out of NAFTA. Our president uh, making the choice to do that and what's going to replace it. It's called the USMCA. Mexico-Canada uh, agreement to replace NAFTA has not been ratified yet. And there are voices out there in the farming community calling for this thing to be passed. One of those voices has been in print this week, uh, an op-ed in the newspaper. um, You can read it in the Everett Herald as a matter of fact, is Watkin County Dairyman and Chairman of the Northwest Dairy Association Board, Leroy Plagerman, and he joins us this morning on the Farming Show. Welcome to the the program, Leroy, and explain what's going on with the trade situation and dairy right now.
1: Yeah, good morning, Dylan. Good, good to be with you this morning here. Uh, what's going on with it is, is we've got the USMCA, as, as you talked about, and we would like to see that get approved. In fact, it, it needs to get approved for our trade. We've been sitting in limbo ever since the NAFTA was re- repealed like that, and we've, we've negotiated hard with this USMCA. We've got a good thing in place, and we just need to fin- across, get across the finish line and, and get it passed.
0: So this is to replace NAFTA. Of course, NAFTA is the North American Free Trade Agreement, which dates back to the 90s in the Clinton era. Was NAFTA good or bad for dairy? Was it a mixed bag? What was the situation before all of this happened?
1: Well, there 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 was good things in it, definitely, but there was areas for improvement in it as well. Um, I think think what's important to remember is Canada and Mexico are our neighbors right there, And, and we need to be able to show the world that at least we can negotiate with our own neighbors and get a trade deal done with them. Uh, Mexico is an obvious trade force with the United States being neighbors, and we put a lot of products into there. And that was we had a pretty good relationship with them, and we moved a lot of product. And for Dairy Gold, it was our number one source of exporting powder, was Mexico. And uh, Canada's a little bit different situation because they're their closed border and not letting a lot of product in there. But with the... Uh, with the loopholes that they found in NAFTA and they started doing the different class pricing and so there were some areas for improvement with the with our neighbors to the north and the USMCA addressed some of those so it's a little bit of an improvement in some areas with that in the from what we had with NAFTA so we tried to improve on it but but at least with NAFTA we had something to go with and when we lost that we lost some of the advantages that we had as a trade partner with Mexico, and we we're starting to see that market get eroded with with product coming in from other areas.
0: So then, talk about the USMCA. What does it do to answer some of those issues?
1: Well, it would what it what it did is it, it eliminates for the Canadian market. It, it eliminates that class and used to be Class 8 pricing that they do. So in a sense, they just created a new class so that they could dump powder on the market at below-cost prices, which really depressed the, the value of powder and on the global scene. So it, it eliminated them being able to do that. It also opened up their border slightly to allow more products to go in. And for Mexico, it allows us to trade at a at a fair, you know, without the tariffs that we were seeing on there. So it it improves that trade for them as well. It it, um, yeah.
0: For for people who don't know, talk at, you you talk about class seven, class eight. Talk about the different classes of milk. What 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 does that actually mean, and how does that play into this?
1: Yeah, we basically in the United States we have. Different classes of milk, how we how we market our milk. We have a class one market that's fluid. We have a class two that are, are creams and, and ice cream. And so we have a class three that's uh, the cheese market. And we have a class four that deals with the powder and, and butter side of milk. So the classes depend kind of on the use of milk that you have. And there's different prices associated with that. And in Canada, they they created a new class to kind of deal with the excess protein. What happened was, with the uh, with the popularity of, of butter right now, mm. Canada was Canada was short on butter fat. So what they do is they up their quotas to get the butter fat that they need to provide their markets with the butter fat needed. Well, along with the butter comes protein. So they were, in order to get the amount of butterfat they needed, they were getting excess protein, and they needed to do something with that. So they create a class for the protein and at a lower value, and then they are able to, to get rid of their protein and basically just dump it to get the fat that they needed.
0: So it's almost kind of like a becomes a byproduct then um, for them where they aren't too concerned about, you know, making a margin on that because they they were actually producing the other part of the product, which is the butter fat for other purposes. So then they're willing to to sell it for for so low, and that that's what kind of tweaked with the the markets.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I I just yeah, that would be a good way to explain kind of what happened there.
0: So this USMCA takes care of that issue and some other things. What's, what's it going to take to get this done? I guess what's a little bit of the background on USMCA even? The, the president has signed that and, and, and the other countries have said they're okay with it and, and now it goes to Congress? Is that the deal?
1: Yeah, it, it just needs to be taken up and, and getting a vote on it. And it, it is encouraging, Dylan, that uh, we had a national meeting a couple of weeks ago in New Orleans and, and that was a, a pretty big topic of discussion. And it's pretty optimistic that when it comes up to the vote, they do have the votes to pass it. Mm. It just needs to get it just needs to get brought up and got before them to take the vote and we know that the president would sign it if if you know and it would be ratified. It just needs to happen and that's what's kind of disappointing that that we as farmers see this as a real priority, it's something that should be dealt with. And you really wonder some of the things that they're taking up right now, you know. <laughs> yeah, you, we 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 would like to see them deal with this, and not with the their priorities isn't where it should be right now.
0: Yeah, if anybody's following national politics or the news at all right now, you know what's dominating the headlines as far as the impeachment process, <laughs> and that's, I mean, yeah. it's not it's not just you, it's not just dairy or farmers, it's not just trade issues that that people, you know people with interest in those areas that are talking about this, it's its anybody with any other interest. It's basically, from what I understand, shut down progress on any other legislative priorities in D.C. So that is really frustrating when other things need to happen, and this just throws the brakes on all of it. It'll be interesting to see what shakes out and how long all of this takes. I'm not even going to dive into the whole uh, impeachment uh, situation or the politics of all of that. Um, but here, here's another thing that's really in a way, a victim of that process, holding things up. Um, I don't know, I guess you're saying, and and I'm, I'm sensing as well, there's, there's really no way to even read the tea leaves on what's going to happen there. So in the meantime, you guys just sit and wait. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Unfortunately, that's, that's what happens. Right. And we need that certainty, you know, we need to, we need to show that we can get this done. And, uh, yeah, it, it, the longer it gets postponed, you know, we, we really want to see it done by the end of the year. Uh, we hate to get into that election cycle next year that it just gets all the more difficult once it starts dragging into next year to get this through and get it done. So the pressure is really right now that we need to be pressuring them to, to get this passed and move forward.
0: Whatcom County dairy farmer, Leroy Plagerman is with us on the farming show right now here on KGMI. I'm Dylan Honkoop. Uh, Leroy is also the chairman of the Northwest Dairy Association board. Leroy milk prices have been back up. And in in fact, they've been at five year highs. How are things going on the farm? How are things around the industry beyond these trade issues? What's the talk out there?
1: yeah you know it it's been really a relief for farmers to to start getting the prices where we need unfortunately, you know that it, it was such a long stretch that we've you know many farms have things that they've been waiting and putting off just with the prices where they are that we farm has some relief and that you can you can start to do some things that you need to do to keep your farm moving forward you know i you you talk with some of the people around here the construction the supply people things are starting to happen and we need to invest in our farms to keep them operating the way they need to so this relief has been great to to see that happen and it looks fairly strong for for next year as well coming up you know part of it um we, we put in that dairy margin coverage got passed and i i think too that that's uh that's some certainty that we as farmers have. It's, it's a portion, 5 million pounds, but you got a nice margin that you can figure on for at least 5 million pounds of your milk. We've also got the dairy revenue program. So there's a few programs out there that, that farmers can be using to guarantee where their revenue is going to be at their farm for this coming year, and there's some attractive prices. So that helps the mood out there for, for dairy farmers with some of those things that are happening. Um, the other thing that I love Dylan, maybe I'll mention too, you know, that we've got some new products for Dairy Gold. We, Mm. we, we launched the Fit product this year and it's having really good reviews. The consumers are accepting and it's a, it's a really good product. It's a low sugar, high protein drink along the lines of Fair Life and and it's really accepted and the Washington Dairy Products Commission has stepped up and they're going to be helping us promote that with uh with fun so we're excited about the launch of a new product the other thing that's encouraging is um, even though fluid milk has been a, a steady decline when you look at for the first time since 1962 our per capita consumption of dairy products is at that level again we've mm. been steadily declining and finally we hit a point that i remember that because that was the year i was born so you know, for since 1962, we've been under decline, and we are at a all-time high now. Hmm. That since that time, per capita. So it isn't the fluid milk that what we see is butter. You know, the the people consuming more butter and cheese. The amount of cheese that people use, uh, 25% of cheese is used on pizza, and that's a growing market. And the exciting part is that it's growing internationally. You have like Domino's opening up stores three, uh, three a day. They open up new chains, selling more pizza. And as that gains, you know, the, the demand for dairy products is going to keep growing. I think that cheese is the is growing like eight to ten percent a year. So there's some really positive things for consumption and demand for dairy products and new products that are launching. And we need to do that. We need to get out with new products. We need to reverse that trend of uh, fluid. And we've got a really good wholesome product to sell. So I'm still encouraged by the dairy industry and. We make a good product. There's some people trying to compete with false labeling on products and imitation because they know that we've got the best thing. Mm-hmm. So we've mm-hmm. got to stop that.
0: Yeah, they they call it almond milk. Things like, you know, different vegetable and, you know, it's not milk folks, but anyway, that's a, that's a different show for a different time, but I'll argue that one all day long. Uh, again, Leroy Plagerman is with us. He's the chairman of the Northwest Dairy Association board. He's a dairy farmer here in, in Whatcom County, uh, Leroy over the last few years you have installed a lot of robotic milkers and I know we chatted I don't want to say it was about a year ago I was wanting to catch up with you and say you know how's that going does that really pencil that's expensive technology but it does some really cool things how is how is that working out for for you and your farm
1: Yeah we we've, we've been a little over 2 years it was the end of August of 2017 that we first fired them up so um I, I just never look back at that. I, I really, the, the farm is running really well with the robots, and, uh, you know, it, it's hard to know in return sometimes that yeah. uh, there's different things that you look at for that, and the labor side was definitely a part of it. But some of it is just the, the ease of managing that farm now. The technology that we have on that farm and the data that we collect on cows and the ability to manage the cows, the, uh, the reduced labor and all of that, things like that, that play into just the management level of it being much, much more manageable. And, you know, personally, it kind of gave us the confidence that, hey, this, this really works for this model. It was our secondary, and uh, it, it just enabled us to manage it that much better. The cows are really comfortable. Our production has gone up. Our calling rate has gone down. And uh, they just really, the facility has really worked out well for us
0: there. Well, I, I know people were skeptical about robots, but more and more we're hearing good things. And it sounds from, from the things I've heard, it, it depends on an operation and, and on the cows, whether it's the right fit for a particular uh, producer. Uh, but on the whole, when it is a right fit, it it sounds like a lot of people are pretty happy with, with going that direction. So my guess is this trend will continue. Of course, it's a, it's a big investment for someone to bite the bullet and, and invest in that level of technology. Uh, but again, I am hearing good things. Leroy Plagman, Whatcom County, uh, dairy farmer. And again, he's also in leadership in, in the industry, dairy, the Northwest Dairy Association board chairman. Thanks for, for. Opening up and sharing a little bit with us here on the program this morning, and uh, let's keep uh, pushing for for passage of that USMCA. It sounds like there are a lot of people, including the the dairy community, that uh, really need that to happen.
1: Yep, for sure, Dylan. Yeah, appreciate the opportunity to visit with you about that.